0: Hello, hello, hello guys, and welcome to another episode of the Economical Rice Podcast. I'm your host, Danny, and this week, I am super excited to share something that I've been wanting to try for a while now. I admit it's going to be different, it's not your usual research-packed, half-hour drenched in economic goodness, but I do hope to tell a compelling story all the same. This is going to be a short audio drama, replete with voice acting from some amazing local podcasters, and the production and music stylings of yours truly. Hopefully this can set some precedent for where the local scene can develop, but otherwise, I'm still thrilled to be able to share something like this with my dear listeners. So, let's get right into it, here's The Insurance Lady. Every new day that began was another day to do more work We work to earn money We earn money to have fun and enjoy ourselves We enjoy ourselves by spending our time wisely Come in
1: Hello Mr Tan Thank you for taking the time to see me.
2: Ah, yes. You must be the next applicant. Please, have a seat. Thank you. All right. Miss Ang, I take it? Yes. And you're here to apply for the entry-level position.
1: That's correct.
2: Great. Let's get started then, shall we? So, why don't you start by telling me a little bit about yourself?
1: Mm, sure. Um. Well, there's nothing too special really. I'm from a typical middle-class family. Dad is some mid-level office manager while mom gives tuition from home. I guess that must have helped me a lot because I managed to do well through school and university and well, yeah, here I am.
2: Hmm. And that was from STU, correct? Yes. All right. And, uh, how would you describe your personality?
1: Um, I guess I'm somewhat reserved and maybe a little conservative, which, given the nature of S Town, is again nothing too special. I mean, I'm okay with people, it's just that sometimes it can get a bit much, you know?
2: You mean with people? Yeah. How so?
1: Well, it's a little hard to explain, but I guess in a way you could look at it like a sponge?
2: A sponge?
1: Yeah, like, you know how there's those amazing sponges from some designer brand or art retailer, like the kind from M&S that can soak up almost anything and last a really long time? Yeah... So, those sponges are like the people who can deal with others so well. Like, they're able to soak in so much and still function perfectly. All the drama, the gossip, the negative feedback.
2: So, you're an MS sponge?
1: Oh, no, 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 not at all. Um,. I'm like the opposite, like something you'd find at Giant or or maybe some void deck minimart.
2: Really?
1: Yeah, like I said, sometimes it it gets a bit much.
2: <laughs> well, okay, guess that's um something you don't see every day.
1: I- I'm sorry. You
2: do know that this is a sales job, right? You know, call people, talk to people, sell to people, etc. etc.
1: Yeah, of course.
2: And (laughs) within the first five minutes of your interview, you are telling me that you don't deal well with people?
1: Oh. Oh, yes. Um... Uh, no, I-, I was actually referring to myself, um, personally, uh, you, y- you know, because you asked. But professionally speaking, I'm fine. Uh, eager to learn, take initiative and whatnot. It's uh, like a switch between professional and personal. And-, and besides, I've done sales in the past. So it's not like I. It's
2: all right. <laughs> it's all right. You don't need to defend yourself. I actually find it quite refreshing in a way. You do? Yes. Do you know how many of these interviews I have to go through? You're the fifth person I've seen today, and I can tell you that 90% of these interviews go roughly the same way. It's always some business school grad, you know. Young and ambitious and... A little wet behind the ears. You know the type, right? Those that sit through university thinking that they can land some ridiculous five-figure salary right out of school? That they can coast through life just because they've studied hard and gotten the grades and now they think the world owes them something? You want to know what happens to these kids? They spend an hour working on their barely functioning resumes and then they go and apply for these jobs only for some HR rep to spend 5 seconds with it before tossing it in the bin. Really? Really.
1: But but how do you know this?
2: Because after these kids missed the window to join their so-called dream companies, They come to me, always with the same cookie-cutter, elevator pitches, and strengths and weaknesses bullshit. And, mind you, after interviewing like 10 of them, the pattern becomes really obvious. You can tell that after half a year of looking for work, that they are a little disillusioned, maybe a little desperate. But still inexperienced all the same. Their resumes already say so much, and I fill in the rest of the story between coffees with my contacts at the recruiting agencies.
1: Oh, that's... uh, interesting.
2: No, no, no. Trust me, it's not. If anything, it's tedious, tiresome, and all too boring and predictable. But, you on the other hand, you're... different.
1: I am?
2: Yes. Unlike the rest of them, you don't have the same air about you, if you get what I mean. In fact, as far as I can tell, you probably weren't even a business student, were you?
1: Uh, What makes you say that? (laughs)
2: Oh, I don't know. Your demeanor, your crude honesty, or maybe the fact that you didn't even list your major on your resume.
1: Oh.
2: Hey, hey, hey. Come on now. Over here at Tan and Tan Associates, we don't discriminate based on your academic background. And as I've mentioned before, I find it rather refreshing. But... Miss Ang, please do share the rationale for your slight indiscretion.
1: Um well I just didn't think that it would be relevant for this job.
2: <laughs> oh you're killing me with the suspense here. <laughs> what major was it?
1: Literature
2: Uh, And the cat is finally out of the bag Thank you, Miss Ang That really does explain a lot
1: I'm sorry?
2: You've mentioned earlier that you have prior sales experience, yes? Yes Would this happen to be, as you've listed here on your resume, while working with off the page?
1: Yeah, that's right, actually. It's this quirky little bookstore that specialises in sourcing local artists and authors. In fact, it's, it's right...
2: Right down the street. I know. I walk past it every day on my way to work. Small little unit with a tiny cafe on the porch and that gaudy-looking logo with the open book placed ever so delicately on the windowsill. That's the one, correct?
1: Yes, yes, that's it. I'm so glad you know the place. And yeah, that logo is a bit much, but otherwise, it was such a great place to work at. So many hidden gems and amazing stories from every possible nook and cranny of S-Town that you can think of. And everybody there was so friendly and so passionate about what they do. It really was an incredible experience.
2: Was, being the operative word here, I take it?
1: Yeah, well, it closed down about three months ago.
2: I've noticed. And that is why you are here, aren't you? Yes. But, if you don't mind my so-asking, what took you so long?
1: Excuse me?
2: Off the page, closed shop three months back. What have you been doing during this time?
1: Oh, um, a lot of reading, as usual. And I've also been trying to write more consistently. You see, I'm hoping that one day I can write well enough that I can have my own book, you know. Uh, Like, my own little slice of S-Town to share.
2: Ooh, that's interesting. And uh, forgive my impatience, but would you mind giving a preview of what your literary masterpiece is about?
1: Oh, oh yes, of course. Um, It's going to be a fictional story about life in a dystopian slash Orwellian state, but um, way more localized, you know, to sort of reflect the current state of things in S-Town. It's very derivative of 1984, I must admit, but it's my favourite book of all time, so I consider it as paying homage. It's like they say, right? Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery.
2: (laughs) Yes, yes indeed. But um, out of all the great literary figures out there, you know, your Dostoevskys, your Goethes, your Thoreaus... Heck, even Huxley himself. Why, or well?
1: Well, I guess most of it is out of sentiment. Like, I first came across the book in primary school during recess one day, and it was just so alluring. One giant eyeball with the title 1984 above it in giant red text. In my mind compared to whatever nonsense the other kids were reading, this stood out like the sorest thumb you've ever seen. Which, now that I'm thinking, I can't even believe that the book was there in the first place. huh. And so, I started reading, right? And it was like the most relatable thing I've ever come across. Like, My life up until that point had been pretty conflicted. Everyone is always telling me to do this and do that, and even your teachers at school can be so... so naggy, you know? Like... Stop drawing on the tables, Julia. Focus on the equations, Julia. Why can't you just write like the model essays, Julia? (sighs) Yeah... So when I read it, it was like I finally found something that captured what I've been holding in for so long. All the hiding, the secrecy, the guilt, everything. I can't tell you how much Winston Smith and the book spoke to me. And (laughs) I guess it also helped that I was named Julia.
2: Ah, yes. I just noticed that, actually. So your book is going to be about your own story?
1: Well, I guess you could say that. It's meant to be fiction, so it's not strictly an autobiography. But yeah, my life experiences are pretty much on display, if that's what you're asking.
2: It is. And, pray tell, how has that been going
1: Oh, um, not well. Turns out that writing a book requires a lot of time and resources and it's something that I just couldn't sustain.
2: But I'm pretty sure your parents could have helped you out, no?
1: I wish. They're not really educated, so they don't get what I'm trying to do. But frankly speaking, it really feels like they're aliens sometimes, you know? Just in terms of how different they are, or how disinterested they are in my interests. Like, I sometimes find myself staring at them during dinner and wondering how we're even related. So yeah, let's just put it this way. It was hard enough convincing them that I was going to take literature at university, Pushing for anything beyond that might actually get me kicked out of the house.
2: (laughs) And so, here you are.
1: So, here I am.
2: Alright. First of all, I want to thank you for sharing your story. It's certainly made my day interesting but in the interest of time let's cut to the chase shall we okay i want to know what you expect to get out of the job honestly honestly
1: money mostly I hear that insurance companies are pretty liberal when it comes to hiring and that you can make a decent living if you're good on the job. So I figured that there's no harm in at least trying, right? And hopefully doing this will help to sustain my writing on the side
2: uh uh-huh.
1: Plus, it's not like a 9 to 5 or anything, so the flexibility is a really big draw. Oh, and I also get to talk to a bunch of people, so that'll help with my writing, I guess.
2: Right.
1: Yeah, so it seemed like a no-brainer to me, which is why I applied. And like I've said before, I'm pretty good at separating the professional and personal, so trust me, I, I won't let you down.
2: Oh Julia, Julia, Julia. Do you mind if I call you that? Not at all. Great. Now, since we're not putting on any airs, I want to approach this in a more honest manner. Okay?
1: Uh, Alright.
2: Here's what I think. Honestly, of course. I think that I was wrong in my initial judgement of you. Now, it is true that you are different from the majority of people that I see here. But, given that you've been out of school for longer than they have, I expected you to be more... Hmm... What's the word I'm looking for here? Self-aware. W- what But then you come in with this sense of... rawness... and honesty... that I... seriously thought for a second... if you were trying to pull something on me.
1: Oh, n- not at all! I wasn't doing it-
2: And that's the thing! you aren't putting on a show at all. No, no, no. You are just innocent little Julia, about as naive and green as they come.
1: But... But I...
2: (laughs) And then, you proceed to tell me that you want to continue writing on the side and that this job is so great for its flexibility and its wonderful pay. (laughs) Uh. My dear, if this were any situation other than a job interview, I might have patted you on the head and given you a Kit Kat. It was that adorable. (laughs) Now, listen carefully because I'm going to give you a life lesson here. You can't have your cake and eat it too. This is a sales job. It is about as demanding and as difficult as any profession out there. If you want to survive and do well, be prepared to give 100% of every single waking second of your life. Because not only will I be hounding you for your sales targets, And you can bet that I'll be ready to cut you off the second you don't deliver. But you have to meet the whims and fancies of all your clients. Doesn't matter if they're asking to meet at 7am on a Sunday morning on the other side of S-Town. Doesn't matter if they call you at 3am or some godforsaken hour. You do your job because every meeting and interaction with a client is a potential sale waiting to happen. And if your interests are going to get in the way of that and in the way of my profits, then I'd rather cut it off here and not waste our time going forward. Okay?
1: Uh, okay.
2: But on the flip side, If you do as I ask, I can guarantee that you will be rewarded handsomely. I mean, you can just ask anyone on my sales team or have a look at my own accomplishments. 13 years working up the ranks at AAA Insurance, multiple-time top seller, won plenty of company competitions and cruise trips, and now I've gone and set up my own shop.
1: But, If you were doing so well, why did you leave?
2: Oh, what a fantastic question, Julia. Well, it was partly due to some directors I didn't get along with. Too much bureaucracy and red tape, you know. And it's always been a passion of mine to set up my own business, which coincidentally is something you can probably relate to, right?
1: You mean with my writing?
2: Exactly. Now, apart from the fanciful ideas that you had surrounding my industry, you did get one part right. I did? Yes. It is true that we have quite a liberal hiring policy here and do you want to know why why it's because we can afford it built into our employment contracts are stipulations for what happens when you don't meet our standards that includes everything from completing the training courses hitting your sales targets or even the number of complaints you receive. To put it bluntly, if you don't perform like we require, you don't get paid. Or worse, you're cut off. Like I said, this is sales. Sink or swim. So you would do well to get those ridiculous notions out of your head if you're going to work for me
1: work for you? Wait, so does that mean that you're-
2: Yes. Here are the terms and conditions for your employment as an entry-level sales rep at Tan & Tan Associates.
1: I don't understand. After all that you've said about all-
2: As I've mentioned, we have a pretty open hiring policy here And frankly speaking, I'm not one to just throw away potential when I see it. So, what I'm presenting to you is a choice. You can deny this offer, in which case you continue to live your meager life trying to sustain your writing dreams. Or you can accept, in which case you commit to Tan and Tan under my employ and who knows maybe after a while you'll earn enough and then you'll be able to pursue your passions just like i have doesn't that sound enticing uh so what will it be Wonderful! Be here next Monday at 8.30am sharp for training. We have a lot of work to do to get you in tip-top shape before you can start selling for us. Oh, and that mask you were talking about? That switch between professional and personal? I hope for your sake that it is really what you make it out to be. Enjoy your weekend. (laughs) No, (laughs)
3: no, no. (sighs) mm <sighs>
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, dear listeners, for sticking through till the end. I really hope that you enjoyed this one, and that if you have any thoughts or comments on this certainly different offering, I'd love to hear them. This has been a production by the Economical Rise podcast, and the screenplay is adapted from a story titled The Insurance Lady, which is written by Xander Rajaya and published on his Medium blog, Speak local. Much thanks also goes to Dan Wong, who played Mr. Tan, the interviewer, and Davel Lee, who played Miss Julia Ang, the interviewee. Music for this episode was provided by Blue Dot Sessions, Freesound.org, as well as the artist Ben Raff, whose incredible track, Innate Value, played during the final scene. All the links to these amazing contributors will be included in the website so if you're interested, please do check it out. Oh, and before we wrap up today's episode, I would just like to touch on a couple of things. So I know that this story is like really depressing, but the original story was written in that manner, and I wanted to accurately represent that As well as use this episode to portray that sense of disillusionment and breaking of innocence that so many of us experience in our early adulthood. Certainly, you know, it's not hard to imagine how these themes can extend in real life. Like, I'm guessing that most of us are coddled and kept in this idealistic bubble through school, and then when you graduate, the real world just slaps you in the face. So, in a sense, although the message is bitter, it is an important one to take. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that life is going to be easy or that your work will always provide meaning and satisfaction because that would just be incredibly disingenuous. Life, as I'm pretty sure most of you can attest to, involves discomfort, hardship, sacrifice, and a lot of difficult, difficult, choices. No one is born with unlimited resources and zero constraints, which is what makes the idea of choice and trade-off so weighty, the decision so painful, and economics so important, which is why I decided to do an episode like this on the podcast. But, and this is the really crucial part here, This is not to say that you should just give up and be nihilistic and not do anything just because life is hard. Rather, this is to make the point that all of this, the hardship, the pain, the sacrifice, all of it, is precisely the thing that gives your life meaning. Like, Have you ever seen that ad from Thailand about the dad who tries super hard to maintain this capable and professional image for his daughter when he's actually broke and barely making ends meet? And then behind the scenes you see him like begging and and cleaning shoes and working multiple jobs or something? You know why that ad was so moving? It was because you knew it meant something. Because you can sense all the pain that the dad is going through. Because you knew that he could have just sat there and given up and been all like you know self loathing and pathetic, but that he chose even when he knew full well that it would involve all the pain and suffering in the world to bear their responsibility, because you knew that it meant the world to him for his daughter to have a good life. And you know what? I don't even have to go to Thailand to find another example. In fact, both of my actors are compelling case examples in themselves. Look at Dan Wong for instance, who killed it playing the role of the evil antagonistic boss. As an artist, I bet he can tell you that it's not always sunshine and rainbows doing graphic work for a living. But he kept his head up, believed in his passion, hustled for years on end, and now he's a renowned local artist under the brand A Good Citizen. And when he's not inspiring through his art, he's inspiring passionate youths at the Nanyang Fine Arts Academy and passionate minds through his podcast, The Long Kong Kitties. Truly a good citizen indeed. And then there's the Vel Lee, who played the role of Julia Ang so amazingly well. She used to have a Uh, somewhat cushy journalist job at this established media company in Singapore, but left to try her hand at podcasting. And the best part is, for someone who has social anxiety, she's going out day after day interviewing experts and crafting stories so as to deliver these incredible pieces about dealing with social anxiety on her podcast, Some Scuffs. There's been episodes on texting, hookup culture, and even one on eco-anxiety, where she notably talked to Paula McKellis, co-founder of Green is the New Black. This is notable because Green is the New Black will be hosting the Conscious Festival in Singapore this year on the 3rd and 4th of November. It is a zero-waste festival that will have great food, music, art, and products brought to you by socially and environmentally conscious brands happening at the Park Royale on Pickering Hotel. And if people get too overwhelmed by the crowd and the noise, they can come to Davel Lee's very own installation called the Social Anxiety Blanket Fort. She'll be there to listen and just chill with anyone who just needs a break from other people. And that, my dear listeners, is how you do a plug. (laughs) But kidding aside, I am really proud of these two for taking action and hustling and pursuing their passions. These are the economic stories that inspire me and keep me going, and I hope I get to continue telling them. Alright, so if you like what you hear, do help by sharing the podcast to your friends and family, or by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. In fact, you can go ahead and do so on other platforms such as CastBox, Player FM, and Spotify. I know that there's some of you out there from these places, and I just want to thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'll be putting up all the credits and links and details in this episode on the website, including that of the Conscious Festival. So if you're keen, please, please, please do check it out. This has been your host, Danny, at the Economical Rise podcast. We're over here to serve you the grains of capitalism.